Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name is Jack. I'm sitting here with my friend Chris. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Good. I'm uh, I'm on my own vacation right now with some family, so sorry if the audio quality is a little bit weird, but I'm I'm outside at a travel park. Um, so hey everybody. I mean there are worse What's places to report there's worse places to record a podcast. For sure, for sure. Uh, I'm not gonna complain. It's nice and quiet right now. So could be in a gulag. Of all places that you could have said, sure. That's where I could have been. Uh, okay, don't ask why, but it came gulags came up a lot at work today, so that's that's why my mind went there. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's been a week. I don't think a lot's happened since the last time we uh have yeah. put posted one of these so seven uh, days this ago. is probably going to be a pretty short episode i think we only got two news things we got right of the week we didn't ask questions this week because we're both you know we, we've been doing things i'm sorry that we can't be on instagram all the time to ask you guys questions and uh and then jack's gonna ramble for for a while hopefully not too long because i'm kind of tired honestly yeah well that's okay we we owe it to the people um so we do owe it to the people. That's right. You want to kick it off? Is it my turn to do shoutouts? Oh no, we both did it last week. No, well, that's true. I'm, I'll just do them. Okay, shoutouts in the same exact order that they've been in for the last season and a half. Bryant, Megan, we love you. Klaus, we love you. Mikhail, we love you. Kelly, Chris's birthday buddy, we love you. Allison's book, go buy it. And TDR, you big softies. Something like that. Something like that. Shout go, out to all of them. Go push all the buttons and follow all the peoples and yeah, scream yeah. into the voids yeah. on Twitter and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. We'll jump into some news. Europa Park. Oh, I'll do, oh, I do. Hold on. I, I got I to gotta oh. call Klaus out, though, because he texted me last week. He's like, dude, you got to text me when the new podcast come out. I'm like, they come out at the same time every week like they have for the like it doesn't change so klaus fake fan. This, is, uh, this is me making fun of you um such a fake fan fake fan klaus doesn't even and like dude the podcast comes out even earlier for you because i come out at 6 a.m for all these eastern folks it comes out at 3 a.m for you like come on klaus you should be on that at 3 a.m what is wrong with you um, I know you. I mean, usually, it's not like he's busy or anything. I mean, no, it's not like he's busy or anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, Never. actually, no. Aren't, hold on. I'm pretty sure Wednesdays are one of his days off work. So, Klaus, come on, man. Disappointing. Disappointing. We love you. Sometimes. Most of the time. I'll put it this way. I love you more than I love Jack most of the time. So you got that going for you, Klaus. I started a podcast with him. Um, we'll go into our weekly news. Poor Europa Park just can't can't escape fire. Apparently, Allison's book has a personal vendetta against Europa Park. 
fire. Lots and lots of fire. Yeah, if you missed it this week, I'm actually not fully read up on it. I've been very tired since I got back from Kansas City, Des Moines. Um, but yeah, there was another fire at Europa Park. Um, it's kind of sad because so they're building that new Voltron roller coaster, but the only reason they're building that is because they had a ride burned down a couple of years ago, and like that's not even open yet, and they've had another fire. Um, mm-hmm. So it sounds like the damage was not as extensive as the past one to the point where they're yeah. hoping to be able to repair most of it rather than have to just scrap it all. Um, let me hold on do a little, little screaming or screaming screening of a document, blah, blah, blah. Um, but four, I'm reading the 450 firefighters showed up. Jeez. Yeah, I, they just can't, it doesn't seem like they can catch a break when it comes to fire. Um, I mean, yeah, hopefully they can revitalize or revamp whatever happened. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what they could do, do differently to, to stop it. Maybe nothing. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fire marshal. But, uh, Man, that's that's twice in like what is it five years I think, something around that range. Um, that's that's wild. Poor, poor Europa Park. Hopefully they figure something out. Yeah, I don't know sad. too much about it either, so I'm not gonna say a ton. But yeah, I unfortunate. Again, sorry, we don't quite have the time we used to have to investigate these things. Yeah, we're so, just here to record a show and try to make you laugh with stupid small old jokes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sorry, Europa Park. And the only other news thing we're just we're kind of reaching here, top, top thrill tracks to it's getting repainted. Uh, so I mean, it's still going to be there in some way or another. Uh, yeah. I can't tell if it's actually paint or primer, but they, they're doing stuff to top fill dragster. It's getting paint, so yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a good way of putting it. They're just doing stuff to it. it something's gonna happen. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it ends up being because it's got, I mean, obviously, very high high potential for what they could do over there. Um, but I'll tell you this: if I can, if I can get there. Whenever it reopens, not on like opening day, but you know, opening year, I will. I, I definitely would like to. I have ideas about that because it will open next summer. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Two big Hopefully. frogs chasing each other. Oh, three big frogs chasing each other. This is the content I'm here for. Outside. Just... Oh shoot! Oh my gosh, they're having sex. Oh my gosh! <laughs> one just dive bomb the other one, and I just started hearing squeaking noise. Oh no! Oh my goodness! I think I think the one got uh, the other one off it, and now they're just sitting there. There's there's three of them. Yo, they're freaky. So it's a threesome. With uh, frogs. Yeah. Well, so they're stopped now. All right, round one over. Um, 
<sighs> well, I, hey, we just said we don't really have the time to research every little coaching thing, but we can do that. So that's, I guess that's why you like six people still listen. Um, <laughs> I listen. There's, you know, you can look through like you're like, where do people stop listening? And this is where it just dives. This is like that right there was where people yeah. just stopped all of a sudden. Which honestly, I'm a sh- like, I I feel bad for you because that was that was very entertaining. Yeah, that, that was good. People, uh, if you skip thank four, you, frogs. skip back because it was entertaining. Yeah, that that was that might be you, the. Frogs. Yeah, I hope they do it again. I want more updates on this. If they keep doing things, Yo, you have you're to tell weird. Us. <laughs> okay. Well, what were we talking about? Yeah, uh, dragster. It's happening. Okay. Yeah, that uh, was all the news. Right unless I forgot something, <laughs> in which case, yell at me, but it's I'll likely. ignore you because I don't care. Um. So, right of the week, we've been doing coasters that neither of us have ridden yet, and kind of talking about expectations, what we think they're going to be like, things that we think we will like about them. So far, we've done ride the happiness and flying dinosaur. We've got six more to go. That's DC rivals in Australia. Ijanaika in Japan, Nemesis in the United Kingdom, Kuge in Japan, Karnan in Germany, and Boardwalk Bullet in Texas, the lone U.S. Uh, contestant here. So, I got the wheel. Oh, so you have the time. wheel? I do. All right, ready? I'm ready. Spin do, the do, wheel. Do, 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 do. And we are going to get... We're heading across the Pacific to Hakuge. Over in Japan at Nagashima Spa Land. That's the one. Mm. All right, RMC. I got to think about this one, too. Especially where I would rank it among the... I I know where it ranks for me. Yeah? Yeah. You're on my side right now. No, no, I'm on my side. I see your little thing on my side. That literally says Jack above it. It's showing in my side. Oh, okay, I see now. It, it was it was delayed. Um. Okay, you want to start or me? Um, I can start because I'll probably have less to say. Um, I think this roller coaster looks really good. It's an RMC. It's a very big RMC. I think the color scheme looks great. The trains look great. Just looking at POVs and knowing what I like in RMCs, I don't think it's going to be near the top for me. Um, I mean, it's an RMC, so I'm expecting it to be good. I'm expecting... I don't know. It's not going to crack my like top four or five RMCs that are like the elite god tiers. But it's not going to be like bottom of the barrel Joker or the Raptors for me. Um, I think I actually know when I'm going to get to ride it, though. So excited about that. Okay, I can see that. For me, I'm intrigued because it does look a little bit uh, different than the others, the way it's kind of more drawn out. I'm not really sure how that would run, but I'd be curious. I mean, you you know kind of what my thing has been with RMCs lately is that they all kind of feel the same. So one that looks a little bit different definitely intrigues me more than the others, but I definitely don't expect it to break my top five. Oh, they're running. 
my top five or my top 10 or anything like that anymore, unless it does something super unique or has like all the qualities I want in a ride. Um, I think it looks good. I mean, you, the main things that you can see from an outsider's point of view is like what you said at the start. It looks absolutely gorgeous. The color scheme is awesome. It's massive. The trains look great. So, I mean, if you gave me a free ticket, I'm not going to say no. But I also don't expect it to be anything insane. However, since it does look different, I'd probably be more excited for this one than a lot of the others uh, that I have left to ride. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a good coaster. I hope it blows my expectations out of the waters, but my expectations are not very, very high for it. Mm. So, on the list, which for those of you who are just now catching up, we have like a, a list um, of the eight rides. Where would it land in like the most anticipated scale, one through eight? This is my number eight out of the list, honestly. Don't get some hate for that. Not really. Nobody listens to this. Um, so my justification for why this is eight is it is an RMC, and I know exactly what I'm getting with it. Like, I look at the layout. I know what the elements are going to feel like. And, yes, it looks awesome and all that, but I know what I'm getting. Almost maybe that's every part other of... coaster on this list, I don't know what I'm going to get. Like, I don't know what to expect walking into the other yeah, seven. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the things that's kind of contributing to my little RMC lull. Because, like, when you watch a RMC POV, you already kind of, like, expect exactly what the elements are going to feel like. It's like every mm -hmm. element is going to be either crazy whip or, like, crazy strong ejector air time that's going to tear your legs in half. Yeah. Um, that actually makes sense. I hadn't thought of it that way. For me... I put it at number four um, just because with its size and as far as RMCs go, it does look like one of the uniquer ones um, compared to some of the others. Some of the others don't have as much intrigue to me, either that or I'm trying to keep my expectations low for if I do ride them one day because some of them are known to disappoint. Um, so it's like right in the middle. I would love to ride it. But once again, I don't... I'd probably expect it to be... And I know this is going to sound crazy to you. But I, for me, probably be about equal with Airy Force in that range. No, I, I, know for I, you, I, I that. sounds that. nuts. But for me, I don't know. No, I, Even I though they're very different rides. That. Yeah. So... It's number four for me. I totally get that. Yeah. Totally get that. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see next week what we end up getting. Um, I pretty much know where the rest of mine are going to go, but um, I, we, we I have know plenty more to talk about. Yeah. Like, I know we where the rest more. of mine are going to go, but... This, this is the one that I knew would surprise people the most, honestly. I think so, yeah. Especially considering, you know, 
I mean, you've you've been known to really love a lot of RMCs. So, but but I get it. Like I know exactly what you're saying. You you look at the POV, you know what you're gonna get, and mm-hmm. I I don't know. It's weird because when RMCs first got popular, it was like, oh my gosh, never felt anything like this crazy intense this level of ejector airtime and then now it's just kind of like the norm they made it the norm and well i guess i'm kind of over it a little bit i i'm not gonna say fully over it but like so used to it now i like when things feel a little bit different yeah i um and I should say, like, just because I'm putting this as, like, my eighth out of eight most, like, most anticipated, I I still think in the end there's probably, like, there's a good chance it'll rank a lot higher. Like, if I were to, after I've ridden all of these, rank these, I think it will rank higher than that. It's just the one that I'm least intrigued by. Yeah. Again, I mean, for the same reasons we keep yeah. saying, like, I, right. I, I know what I'm getting. Whereas, like, the and, and rest by of doing that, on this list. You're, uh, you're putting yourself in a good situation because now, you know, maybe it does surprise you. You've got a better chance of being surprised when you're not expecting mm-hmm. as much. Um, yeah. Which is why I don't watch any POVs anymore. So. I rarely watch POVs myself, too, which is you you know, cool. kind of ironic given my <laughs> line of work. <laughs> um. Yeah. I watch the POVs I film. That's about it because you see I've ridden it by the time I film a POV. Actually, my cameras rode Montegani more than I did. We'll get to that in just a second. So, Well, with that, that's right of the week. And we can start talking about that because Jack has his trip report from the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, so it was my turn to head on out to the Midwest and enjoy some Midwestern cuisine and cuddles and coasters. Um, so I flew out on Friday, actually went to the airport stupid early and sat in a lounge and did work for a couple hours, which is really nice because I'll take a place where I can get as many, you know, crystal chalices of Coke and cookies as I want to do work. It's great. I loved it. Flew on out. Um, I'm going to aviation geek out. I got my all time favorite plane to fly out to Kansas City. I was so happy. Got to fly on the 757-200S. It's known as the hot rod of the sky. And when that thing takes off, you feel it. It's just like the crazy acceleration of those planes is incredible. It's why it's my favorite. There's a lot of people that'll get mad at me for having 757 as my favorite plane. And you know what? Y'all can just fight me. I don't care. Anyway, on to the actual coasters. I got to Kansas City, got picked up by our good friend, James Larson, and we headed straight to Worlds of Fun um, to really to have lunch because meal plans. Why wouldn't we use our meal plans for free food? But then also to just get some rides in. Uh, so we think we rode Patriot, Timberwolf, Mamba, and then Prowler. No, Prowler twice, and then we did the boomerang. And I've reached the point where I think I've decided that boomerangs are no longer worth the plus one. Yo, we did that like a week apart. <laughs> because I, I did ride the boomerang. And I almost threw up. 
And that's the first time I've ever almost thrown off, thrown up getting off a coaster. Um, and I, I said some choice words in front of some kids and I felt kind of bad about it, but also as much as it hurt, I didn't really regret it. Uh, cause it, it hurt. Yeah. I think I'm at the point where it's like, how am I feeling during the day? And that, that'll kind of gauge it. Mm-hmm. Cause like, if I'm feeling terrible already, like, thanks boss. I ain't going to write it. If I'm feeling really good, also a good chance I'm not going to write it cause I don't want to ruin it. But you know, maybe well, I'll Jay also was like, you know, it's one of the better ones. It doesn't hurt that much. And I wrote it. I was like, Oh, why did I do this to myself? Yeah, I won't really believe that about a boomerang because even one of the better ones ain't going to be fun. So, yeah, so we did that, and then we went out, uh, went back, just kind of chilled out the house for a little bit, and then we went to Joe's for dinner, and this is when the crew assembled. So we get in line at Joe's, and we sh- we roll up about 50 people deep to Joe's, I feel like, and took that place over and had barbecue for dinner. I had some of the best ribs I've ever had. It was incredible. If you're in Kansas City, please go eat at Joe's Barbecue Heaven. Yes. I saw some yes. pictures of the food and it looked great. It was it was pretty darn good. Um so then yeah, Saturday morning we got to Worlds of Fun, did the check-in, the group photos and all that, and we immediately walked over to Zambezi Zinger. We got to go on the behind-the-scenes tour of Zambezi Zinger, so they took us into some of the infields of the ride, and then they took us out around the perimeter fence and down the hill behind the coaster. Um, it's really cool. It uses the terrain a lot, uh, really, really good. You don't really tell how much it uses that terrain when you're on the ride because you're going so fast, but it does use the terrain really good. Um, got some cool pictures of that. And it was back into the park to uh, start the day. Um got a Zambezi Zinger return time because they were doing like you had to get get in line to get a card that had a time on it and then you came back at that time to ride it um they were letting you get multiples throughout the day so I got four rides on it and I just wasn't impressed um so here's my thing and Chris and I talked a little bit about this before we started recording the podcast um you're getting on it. Those trains, they are extremely comfortable. And the restraints are extremely comfortable as you're going up the lift hill. Um, the spiral lift hill is awesome. Titan track rides extremely smooth. And then you start down the first drop. First drop leaves so much to be desired. There's not really like a pop or a kink or anything like that. No, it's just kind of like a parabolic arch. That you just glide down. And then you hit the valley and the restraints just start to come down. And they're getting tighter and tighter and tighter. You go up around that first turn. The first turn's pretty fine. You get the S hill, which is also fine. But the restraints are just getting tighter every time you have positives. And then you hit the Titan track around the lift hill. Now, the transitions between them are actually pretty well done. Like, you can't feel it. But then as you're coming off the Titan track down into um, it does a like 90 degree turns at the left and up into a hill. This is where my issue with with the ride really start because by this point your restraint is already extremely tight. And as soon as you go over the train tracks, 
it is so shaky. I don't know if rough is the right word. Shaky. It just does not feel like those trains are handling the track at all well. They, like, bounce through everything. It reminded me a lot of Mind Blower. I'm not gonna lie. Like, how oh, Mind Blower shuffles through turns and stuff. Like, if they're not careful, they'll get to that really fast. That's not, and that's all not of this, good news. And all of this, that back half is extremely positive heavy, and so the restraint's just getting tighter and tighter and tighter. The layout itself, like, would be so much fun if the track were smooth. But then you, like, or in the... And honestly, and I think a lot of the problems might be solved if the restraints didn't get so tight either. But yeah, so you finally hit the brake run, and I was kind of disappointed that they were only running one train, because their second train is still broken. But by the time we hit the brake run, I was so thankful they were only running one train, because their operations were also extremely slow. And I was like, I don't think I could take City on this brake run for more than like 10 seconds without my legs, yeah. you know, popping off my body. Um, I did not get to do it in the very front row. I think the farthest forward I got was row three, and it's an eight-row train. Um, I did get a row seven and a row eight, and then I think a row five. It got better throughout the day, I think, as I just kind of learned what I was supposed to expect, but it did not meet my expectations at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I th- this ride was kind of weird because like it had so much like it had a lot of uniqueness going for it. So I think it made people excited. And mm-hmm. I mean the ride itself obviously should be borderline like or not borderline like at minimum good. You know, it's a brand new wooden coaster. It's got some steel track on there uses the terrain, even if it's not crazy, which it was never going to be. It's more of a family based GCI. And I think, right. Mm -hmm. Um, It was never going to be like insane, but when you start talking about shakiness and the rides, is it even open yet? Technically it officially opened yesterday. Okay. It opened a day ago. It's already talking about shakiness. And the restraints, I mean, I don't know. I guess they could do something to kind of fix that, but I doubt they're going to take the time to do it. Well, the thing, so their cat, so this is getting really nerdy and really technical. So their cat five restraints. So they actually, the trains don't even have seat belts. Um, and so a cat five restraint basically means there's, um, it's the same as Velocicoaster. So there's three hydraulic cylinders. So even mm-hmm. if one fails, there's still two backups. What I would do, and this is what RMC does on those new gen trains, because we've talked about this in the olden days, how like you can ride Steel Vengeance with a minimum verification and your restraint doesn't come down on you. It's because yes. they reverse lock one of these hydraulics to keep the restraint up. That's what they need to do on this, is that it needs to lock a restraint in place both directions so that it's not coming mm-hmm. down on you during the ride, but it's not, you know going up either hmm. um well i mean i don't know i don't really see them taking the time to even bother doing that unless there's major complaints um which i think there will be i honestly think there will be major con- 
constraints, major constraints, uh, like with these restraints, because just the people, like the people I know, and I mean, we're coaster enthusiasts, and I, for the most part, feel like I don't really complain about restraints that much. Yeah. And I was complaining about these. Like, I don't mind Was it mind worse than, like, Skyrush? It was worse than Skyrush for me. That, see, now that's where... Because Skyrush is the big one that gets complained about all the time. If, mm-hmm. if that's, like, the kind of the unanimous decision, is that, like, yeah, it's actually worse than Skyrush's restraints, then I think they'll do something. But well, and I also think... We'll just see. Talking to people, and this is, you know, not me discriminating, this is just, like, the facts of life. People who have... People, skinny people, me, you, kids, were generally finding it more uncomfortable than people who have, you know, bigger, bigger legs. thighs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll just wait and see. It was never going to be anything crazy, but those are, I mean, that's some issues. Um, well, those are like it's legit. when Prowler, your 13-year-old coaster right next door, runs smoother than your coaster that actually technically wasn't even open yet. It was soft open. When Prowler's running smoother, I think that was my big red flag was, hey. Uh, yeah. That's weird. I don't know. Well, ZBC Zinger, a little bit of a letdown. But hopefully they can get something going for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the rest of the park. Prowler, fantastic, better than I remember it. Um, I I really, I oh god, I'm gonna get myself some hot water. It's better than Mystic. See, I disagree with that, but I do agree. It's one of the best GCIs in the country. I just feel like Mystic's on another level than all the others, personally. The way it's always ran for me, at least. Um, It's great. Similar layout. Runs pretty smooth for its age. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I just like Mystic's added touches, plus the fact that the airtime is so intense in certain moments. Um... Yeah, I, I really do love Mystic. And I and I really like Prowler too. But it's not Mystic for me. So, I mean, we, again, hearkening back to the old days and all that, like my taste in GCIs is I like the varied and like with having some twister elements and airtime. And this definitely gives me more twistiness than Mystic does. Um, it was also just running like our ERT on it on Saturday night, it was running as aggressive as Mystic does. Um, at night, it's honestly a better night ride than Mystic Timbers because there's no raft rides or anything back there, so there's no service lights or anything. Like, it's dark. It gets, It's really dark out there. Um, so, yeah, I I loved Prowler. Um, it's, I think, it, I mean, it's, it's top five GCI for me. Um Definitely a top five GCI. It's not my top GCI. That's that that category still or that title still belongs to Gold Striker. You could be happy, Klaus. Um, but I'm gonna give it. I I don't know. I probably go. It's probably a solid third place for me right now, GCI wise. Now I gotta look. 
We're not counting Ghost Rider, right? Nope, not counting Ghost Rider. Because if we were, that would be the king. Oh, 100%. Mystic is better, in my opinion. Yeah, I... Based on my rankings, and this is what I mean, I this is what I believe. I think it's the second best GC. Now I know Jack is going to say Thunderhead. That's third. I just like Crawler's airtime better. Thunderhead has more of the twisties. They both have very good qualities. But I feel like I've had better rides on Prowler than I have Thunderhead. And maybe that's because I've ridden Thunderhead more. Maybe. But Prowler, the one day that I was there, ran like a dream. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right now my my top five GCIs, one's Gold Striker, two Thunderhead, three Prowler, four Mystic, and then five. It's kind of a toss-up. Probably Renegade. Um, There's te- Texas Stingrays there, too. I Texas Stinger I liked Texas Stingray a lot, but Renegades does a little more for me. Um, Renegade, pro- I haven't even ridden it, but just based off of our rides on Texas Stingray, Texas Stingray was almost too smooth. It, yes, I mean it we didn't did ride have Texas the wood Stingray coaster feel pretty early on in its life. Renegades definitely broke in. I, Renegades got the best drop on the GCI. I will I will say that it by far has the best drop on the GCI. Um, yeah. Especially if you ride it in a row by yourself, like just getting flung over. Yeah, I'm like, sure. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's. I'm Apocalypse is good. I only rode Apocalypse once. I thought it was fun, but it didn't blow me away. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, uh, I've I'll give it to you, guys. Mystic 1, Prowler 2, Thunderhead 3. Stingray four, Apocalypse five, and then American Thunder is on Apocalypse level, I think. So oh, those two, five and six. All right, now I'm I didn't mean to get one. sidetracked by only GCIs here, but whatever. Well, you know, we didn't have a lot to talk about, so congrats, you're getting mini rides of the week. Um, sure. I like lightning oh. racing, <laughs> not that much, but I like it. No, yeah, I'm looking through all of the GCIs of existence. American Thunder, Lightning Racer, Kentucky yeah. Rumbler, but it's not on any of those levels. It's it's good. It's not bad. It's got Titan Track now. Really? Yep. White Lightning is meh. And then I, the only other two I've ridden were the oh no Invader I always completely forget about Invader. Um, okay, you know what? That's a good talking point. Zambezi Zanger or Invader? Invader, without a doubt, Invader. Hmm. Really, family-based yeah. GCIs. I got it's it. smooth. Like uh, that's yeah, gonna here, win. Here's another uh, little GCI take from mine. Maybe this is agreed with. I don't really know. Nobody's ridden one of these rides, it seems like. Uh, Wildcat pre-RMC uh, was not the worst GCI, in my opinion. That was Roar at Six Flags America. Um, yeah, Roar's pretty bad. I, it's I terrible. Agree with it. I, I really agree with that. 
It's pretty darn bad. I only rode Wildcat once way back in 2017. So my memory of it has faded significantly. Um, but I do remember it not being that good, but not being terrible. It was jackhammery, but not jackhammery enough to like hurt too bad. Like it would rattle your head at a couple of months from going up and down, but it, I wouldn't get off with a headache. Um, mm-hmm. The layout didn't really do much. Roar was rougher and did even less in my eyes. Because at yeah. least with Wildcat, it was bigger. So you had a little bit of sense of speed. Um, and just bigger wooden coasters have that fun factor a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Roar, Roar had nothing going for it. Yeah. Yep. RMC okay. Pretty so cool. keeping, we'll, we'll move, we'll keep going that direction around the park. Uh, Patriot. Yes. I love Patriot. It's just a fun little invert. It's nothing crazy to write home about, but it's a fun little invert. Uh, Timberwolf still runs pretty darn well. They've done some more track work on it. Uh, ride it in odd row, and it's a lot of fun. Now on to the star of the park. One of our favorite rides of all time to make fun of, which I'm here to tell you, you will be seeing in the last episode of the season for me. Mamba. Let's talk about a 180. So they have completely reprogrammed the ride. The chain lift no longer slows down as you're going over the top of the lift hill. So the way out is so much faster because you get absolutely flung over the first hill and over the second hill. And the mid course is turned off completely. And so you absolutely fly on the return hills. Pair that with those trains, which are so easy to, like, get airtime with. And it is legitimately, like, I rode it, and I was like, what is happening? How? What, what have they done to this ride to make it so good all of a sudden? I, like, I, I wish you could ride it. I wish everyone that rode it in 2020 and 2021 could ride it. Because it runs, according to James, it runs better now than it has in its entire life. Okay. Like, I know it's hard to believe, but the brakes on the mid-course are off. It goes over the top of the lift hill faster. Like, it just goes so much faster through its layout now. You're actually getting the airtime. You're actually, like, getting, like, as you're going over those last couple of hills. It's so much fun now. It's my favorite ride in the park. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to hate on your opinion because you've ridden it more recently than I have. I'll say I've ridden Steel Eel with the same trains. I've ridden Steel Force with the same trains. You're right. They are going to be easy to give airtime. So... I see the potential and I, I'll, I'll believe you that it was running good. If, if it, the main course was really off and it wasn't slowing down, 
I'm sure it was at least good. I'm not going to say it was better. It would be better than Prowler, at least from my taste. Um, but I'm still going to keep making jokes because of my personal opinion. And from my personal experience, it is a monorail <laughs> that did absolutely nothing. But we, we talked about it, how like, you know, it's a 200 foot hypercoaster. It should be good. And that's why I almost felt obligated to put it higher at first. And then I was like, you know what? Spinning dragons might be better than Mamba. Um, so it, I understand the potential, but it sounds like there's too many variables. Depends on what day you catch it, I guess. But if they run it like that permanently and I get back there, it has a good chance of redeeming itself. But not going to change my opinion until I get back. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then I really, that's about it for Worlds of Fun. Um, shout out Worlds of Fun for hosting Buzz Bars for our stumble. It was awesome. Uh, we originally were going to have two days at Worlds of Fun. We were going to be there all day Sunday, too. But a bunch of us decided to make the trek up to Waterloo, Iowa to go to the Lost Island theme park. This park, first of all, I just, I'm going to start this by saying, if you have the opportunity to go, if you have the means to go, please go. This is one of the best parks I have ever been to. The theming is on... Like, the immersiveness that they have built in, the storytelling they have built into this park is on the level of Disney Universal and Fantasialand. They have a whole lore for this place. All of the rides have this background, and they're all tied together. It's not just like it's a coaster. No, they're all of these stories are, like, interweaved with each other. There are so many places in the park that, like, you can watch up and touch something and, like water effects happen or like if you walk on the path like a certain way lights turn on um their shooter dark ride volcanon or volcanon might be actually i'm gonna say it it's better than any shooter dark ride at disney um it like it's the track it better shooting. than gobbler getaway it it blows goblins get away out of the water. I'm sorry, y'all. It it does. Um, Montagani is just an incredible intimate. Honestly, it's so funny though because you walk up to it and it's so tiny. It's like, oh look, it's a little baby coaster. It's so cute. Um, yeah, Montagani is hilariously tiny, but it's so much fun. It packs a huge punch. Um, the SLC does suck. There's, there's no way around that. But I don't care. Because, like, the theming is incredible. The food's incredible. The people are incredible. Like, it's one of those places I just want them to succeed because I want them to keep putting stuff in. I've not had as many jaw-drop moments at a theme park since I was at Fantasialand. Like, there were multiple times walking around the park where my jaw just hit the floor. Because we got, I was pretty fortunate, got to walk around with the owner of the park and a lot of their upper management while we were filming POVs and stuff. And they're pointing out all these little details and stuff. And I'm just like, how did you all think of this? 
because they're thinking like five steps ahead in their storytelling. It really was unlike any other park I've been to in the U.S. And honestly, the only thing holding them back from having theming as insane as Fantasialand is just the fact that they don't have money right now. But like the amount of storytelling they want to do, if they start making money, they could become the Fantasialand of the U.S., honestly. Have the trees grown in? They're starting to. They are definitely starting That's to. Good. Uh, don't think that was you can the one rush thing them. that looked really weird to, to me uh, from just pictures of the park. But I understand they have to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, um, it also like it had this Fantasia land, like the crazy storytelling vibe. But it also felt like Energylandia in a way. Is like it's a small park with a bunch of like kind of decent coasters, and they're like you know they've got all this room. And James Larson, I just kept walking around and just being like, Zadra clone. Because they've got the room for it. And I was like, I would be back here so fast. Like, I want to go back already. I was legitimately looking at changing my flights because I had to leave the park at like 3.45. And I was considering eating the change flight fee to fly back the next morning because I wanted to spend more time there. Um, But yeah, so if you... Want to see POVs of stuff? We'll have POVs of Montagani, Napoco Air Coaster, which is the SLC, their Log Flume, and Volcanon, which I'm very excited about because I didn't think I was actually going to film a POV of that, but then I had to, and they were like, yeah, go do it. You got this. And so I've got POVs of all of those that will be coming out of a Coaster Force in the next couple months. So keep an eye on that. Um, and then just like, Go visit this park. Like the details are incredible. The music is incredible. The, the it, there's just I, there's not enough I can say about this. Like if you've got the chance, do it. We want this place to survive. Like they're they're on the verge. Like they need people. So if you've got the chance to go, go. Yeah, I, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean I've a. I heard good things. It's just not many people have gone and you know, you can make the jokes all you want about how they, they don't have any any visitors and any guests because it's kinda true. But I've heard good things. A lot of people have said great things about Matsugani, the accelerator. Um I've heard plenty of good things about the dark ride and their log flume. So it sounds like they've got some good stuff. It's just how many people are going to spend the money to go out to Iowa for, for that place? You know, um, I hope, I hope more people start to, that was a big, like I wanted to go to experience it. And then also just kind of help spread the word because I really like going in. I thought it was going to be something special. It blew every expectation I had out of the water. Well, yeah, it's, so we'll, uh, I know we'll, it's we'll hard to do the price. It's hard to show, justify if you've got ideas. Plus. You can always message us. That's an option. But if not, do all of the things we said at the beginning. Go follow me on Twitter and Instagram, or don't. I don't really care. And uh, buy Allison's book. Stay tuned for more. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.